0: Numbers chapter 12. We're going to look at a subject this morning that I believe is absolutely necessary and absolutely essential when it comes to the Christian life. You ever noticed, uh, and I, I've been thinking a lot on this here uh, just of, of late, probably in the last couple of months. <clears throat> but in the book of 2 Peter, uh, he tells us uh, what the, the cycle of addition in the Christian life is. And he says this, he says, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to now, and on and on he goes. He's got about eight different things there that you add. And uh, I looked at what the scripture says and what we do. When we get a, a, a person saved, when somebody trusts Christ as Savior, you have a tendency to uh, want to load a bunch of information on them. And what that is, is knowledge. You notice that isn't the order that God gives. He doesn't say, add to your faith knowledge and to knowledge virtue. It's just the opposite. He says, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Now, Truth of the matter is, you don't have any more virtue, you don't have any more character the day after you got saved than you had the day before you got saved, but you do have a possibility, more of a possibility than ever before, of adding character and adding that virtue. And one of the the top virtues that needs to be added immediately into the Christian life is the one we're going to talk about this morning. Let's, uh, If you would, grab your Bibles, let's all stand together and and, uh, look with me in verses 6, 7, and 8 of Numbers chapter 12. If your neighbor does not have a Bible, allow them to look on with you, please, if you would. And uh, in verse 6, it says, and he said, Here now, my words, this is God speaking, if there be a, a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all mine house with him will I speak mouth to mouth even apparently and not in dark speeches and the similitude of the of the Lord shall be shall he behold wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses let's bow our heads for prayer father we ask your blessings upon the time that we spend in your word. and God, may our hearts be attuned. May you give us ears to hear this morning that we might uh, grasp the importance of faithfulness in the Christian life. God, we just uh, ask that you would guide and direct, that, that you would fill me with, my, with your spirit, that you would give me what is necessary, the, the, the power, the strength, the soundness of mind to preach the things you want me to, to say and keep my mouth shut on those things that you do not want me to speak. Father, I just pray that uh, the Word of God would be a blessing to our hearts as it goes out. May the Spirit of God minister to our hearts with the Word, for it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. You may be seated. The word we're looking at is the word faithful and uh, what, what uh, God says about Moses is, is an amazing thing. If you look down in verse, if you look down in verse uh, uh, seven, it says, my, "My servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all my house." Uh, this is the very first time that you ever see the word faithful. This is the first mention of faithfulness in Scripture, and the definition of of faithfulness is, is to be constant in the performance of duties or services, consistent, reliable. And that's what Moses was. He, was. he was faithful. He had a strict performance of promises that he made, vows or covenants. Uh, when a person is, is faithful, they're, they're constant in their affection uh, toward God. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're constant in their commitments toward him. And uh, uh, it is important to, to have faithfulness in our lives. He was called faithful, Moses was, after years of proving it. Uh, he showed it in, in his personal life and his steadfastness and his, his consistency. There's two things that God did for him because he was faithful. He revealed things to him. He showed, he showed him things that he didn't show anyone else, and he did it. In a, in a different manner. Uh, you know, the, the scripture tells us that, you know, I, I, I t- God basically is saying, I talk to other, other prophets, I talk to them in dreams and visions. I don't do that with Moses. We don't do dreams and visions. I talk to him mouth to mouth. I, I tell him exactly what it is while he's conscious, not while he's sleeping. And uh, uh, so there were things that, that God revealed to him. Simply because he was faithful. Uh, God defended him because he was faithful. He could defend him. And he said, he said Listen, if, if, if he's faithful and if I speak to him mouth to mouth, he said, Why is it you speak against him? And so he was, he was, God was quick to defend uh, Moses. Go to, if you would, with me to 1 Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2, God's looking for a prophet to replace Eli because he's been negligent in his duties and he was negligent with his family. And in 1 Samuel chapter 2, in verse down in verse 35, 1 Samuel 2, 35 says, "'And I will raise me up a faithful priest "'that shall do according to that which is in my heart "'and in my mind.'" and I will build him a sure house and he shall walk before mine anointed forever. Now who he's talking about there is Samuel and Samuel was a faithful priest. But uh, according to that, that passage, a faithful person is one who acts according to God's heart, not according to their own heart, but they 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 do what they do in order to please in order to honor God. And uh, they do so... Uh, in such a way that uh, they do not care so much about their own agenda, their own feelings, but they care about God. They're, in other words, they're dead to self. And that's, that's the kind of person that, that Samuel was because he was a faithful man. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Nehemiah. We're going to do a lot, of, a lot of searching this morning in Scripture. The Bible says search the Scriptures, so we're going to do that this morning. Nehemiah chapter 7. And in Nehemiah 7, look with me in verses 1 and 2. It says, Now it came to pass when the wall was built, Nehemiah built the wall around Jerusalem because it had deteriorated and been torn down. And I I had set up the doors, and the porters, and the singers, and the Levites were appointed that I gave my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem, for he was a faithful man and feared God above many. It says there that he gave some specific responsibility to Hananiah because he was a faithful man and because he feared God. And you find that often those two things go hand in hand. A person who is faithful is one that also fears the Lord. And uh, uh, faithful people are responsible people. And that's essentially what, what was being said here was that because this man was faithful, he'd already proved himself in other areas, he gave him further responsibility, he gave him more responsibility because he was concerned about pleasing God. Uh, take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Psalms, Psalms 12, Psalm 12. In Psalm 12, we get a little insight about faithfulness through seeing what are some of the characteristics of those that are not faithful, unfaithful people. In Psalm 12, 1 through through4 says, "Help Lord." For the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They they speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips, and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said with our tongue will, will we prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us?" Uh, characteristics of of an of of unfaithful people: they speak vanity, they speak carnally, uh, they speak uh, ways that are unpleasing unto the Lord. They have a double heart; they're they're concerned about what others think. Uh, they don't stick with commitments. Those are people that are, that are unfaithful. And what God is looking for, and I believe one of, the, one of the absolute top virtues that God looks for in the life of a Christian is whether or not they are faithful. Uh, take your Bibles and turn with me to the New Testament to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. We're gonna we're gonna look at verses fourteen down through through twenty nine, Matthew chapter twenty five. This is the 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 uh, account of the of the uh, uh, talents, and uh, in in uh, Matthew twenty five verse fourteen. Matthew 25:14 says, "For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods, and one, and unto one he gave five talents to another two and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, "'Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more.'" I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. The Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him that hath 10 talents. Now you notice in this, in this account that uh, it's, faithfulness does not depend upon what you have, how much you have, or how little you have. It's what you do with it. And you, you, the other thing I noticed, too, is you know, we're, we hear so much today about equality. Can I tell you something? God is not a believer in equality in the respect of uh, giving things to his servants. Uh, he gives more ability to some than he does to, the, to others. That isn't the issue, though. The issue isn't how much do you have. The issue is what do you do with what God has given you? Whether you have little or whether you have much, the issue is faithfulness. Uh, Do you do the very best with what you have? And and do uh, do you make sure that you are faithful with that which God has delivered to you? The, the opposite of faithfulness, you know, we would, we would probably say, well, the opposite of faithfulness is pretty obvious, it's unfaithful. No, 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 that's not what God says. He says the opposite of faithfulness is wicked and slothful. If I'm not, if I'm not faithful to God, if I'm not faithful with that which he has delivered unto me, I'm not just unfaithful, I'm wicked and I'm slothful, I'm lazy. Uh, God is very, very, very hard on those who uh, do not faithfully use what God has given to them. And, and you know the thing I noticed in, in reading that account is that he didn't have any different words for the second guy than he had from for the first guy. The first guy had, had uh, more talents than the second one did, but they were both faithful. So they both got commended. The, the commendation didn't change because one had more and was faithful with more, and the other one had less and was faithful with less. No, he got the, the commendation, it was the same. And God is just looking for faithfulness. Uh, faithfulness is just simply being responsible. And uh, a, a faithful person will, will uh, be given a task and will run with it and will make sure that the, that the job gets done. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 16. Luke 16, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 16, and if you look with me in verse 10, down through verse 12. Verse 10, Jesus is speaking and he says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, according to that that saying, faithfulness is indicated by how we handle the little things in life, not just the big stuff, not just the huge responsibilities, but how do we handle the small things that God gives to us? And the opposite, again, of faithful is not unfaithful. What he says the opposite of faithfulness is, is unjust. And and that's because people that are unjust will drop responsibility. They they won't be responsible. You can't rely on them. You can't depend on them. Proverbs chapter 25, uh, it says, uh, says, confidence in, in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Uh, if you have a broken tooth, you can't chew properly. If you have a foot on a joint, you can't, you can't do the, the tasks that you've been assigned to do because you're working with a handicap. You're working with a liability. That's an unfaithful person. In other words, you can't, you can't rely on them. Faithfulness is measured by how we treat something that belongs to somebody else. Uh, not just how you treat your own stuff. You know, I was I was I was always taught whenever you return something that you borrowed, make sure it's in better. Make sure it's is at least in as good a condition as it was when you borrowed it, or maybe even better. Maybe you you borrow a car, you go ahead and wash the car and fill the tank or whatever. Uh, that's faithfulness. That's faithfulness, and and this is why it's. It, I believe it's so important for for anyone who is uh, learning how to be a leader, you don't, you don't learn how to lead by leading. You learn how to lead by following, by being under someone else. And, uh, you know, the Lord did that with me for 15 years. I was under Pastor Keck out in, out in Green Bay, uh, learned a, a lot of lessons, some of them easy, some of them the hard way, uh, but I learned a lot of lessons over the years. And, and. Uh, what God wanted me to do was to prove that I could handle someone else's things before he gave me some things of my own. And that's how God always works. Many times, those who want to run things are, uh, are only doing a fair to mediocre job uh, where they are running other people's things. It is important for us to prove ourselves to be faithful. Go with me to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. The Bible is just full of admonitions about faithfulness. And we're just kind of touching the hem of the garment this morning. But faithfulness is such an important quality for us to have. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verses 1 through 4 says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards... That a man be found faithful, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I I not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. Um, We're all stewards. What that simply means is a stewardess is someone who is responsible for that which belongs to someone else. Truth of the matter is, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. In other words, anything that's in it, that's including you and me. And all we are are simply stewards of the things that God has given to us. And the number one requirement of a steward is, is found in stewards that a man be found faithful. That's the most important quality that we could have. Uh, Go with me over to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy 1. And in 1 Timothy 1 verse 12, the Apostle Paul is speaking and he says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. He's saying that when, when uh, he looked at my life, the thing that he looked at more than anything else was he looked at my faithfulness. And because of faithfulness, he put me in the ministry. Um, you know, when, when someone asks you to, to accomplish a job, uh, can they walk away assured that that job is gonna get done because you are faithful. When it comes to the responsibilities in the Christian life. Does someone have to constantly be on you about things, or do you realize that that you are responsible for those things, whether someone's looking over your shoulder or not, and you are accountable first and foremost to God, and therefore you will be faithful. Now, the the thing that excites me about this subject is it excludes no one. It excludes no one of, of any age, of any race, of any ability. Listen, if you are sitting up, taking nourishment, and breathing God's air, you can be faithful. Any of us can be faithful. And, and that's the number one requirement. But it's our choice. It's our choice. We decide whether or not we're faithful. Um, faithfulness is, uh, is often tied... To having a servant's spirit, take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter three. Look at this, Hebrews three. Hebrews chapter three and and verse um, verse five, Hebrews three five, and Moses, and Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant. For a testimony of those, those things which were to be spoken after. Uh, where he started was being a servant, having a servant's heart. I, uh, we're going to be studying in, in Sunday school next week, uh, exhortations to servants in the book of Titus. And uh, one of the things that I, that I have learned over the years is, and I'm still learning over the years, that one of the mo- most important things we can be is, is, is a servant, have a servant's heart. And a servant's heart and being faithful are integrally connected together. Uh, back over in, in 1 Corinthians 4, in those first four verses, uh, Paul said that, that uh, you know, he was judged of others, that uh, he even had the tendency to judge himself, but he decided not to. He said the, thing, the judgment that really counts is what God's judgment is when it comes to our faithfulness. How faithful are we in the eyes of God? Go, to, go, go with me if you would to second Timothy chapter 2. And this, this shows us why faithfulness is so absolutely important. and you know there's a, this is an area that I, that I believe just in Christianity altogether and I see it diminishing rapidly over the years. Just, just faithfulness, and you see it. Just it starts. I, I believe this. I was taught this when I was, when I was young in the Lord. Uh, right when I started uh, getting interested in spiritual things after I got saved and got baptized and started going to church, started serving God. I was told, listen, every time the church doors open, if it's if, if you are supposed to be there, be there. You know, uh, I, live, I have lived my life that way. I lived like that long before I was a preacher. I raised my children that way. And can I tell you something? I don't regret that for five seconds. That's, I, I think that's the, one of the areas where this whole thing starts. If you can't be faithful just in being in church... And, and, and again, uh, it's not just so we can have a big crowd, not just so we can have numbers. It's so you can be a blessing to somebody else. Uh, it's, it, and it's, it's, not just, it's not just hearing the word of God and singing and prayer and all that. Yeah, that's, that's all important. There's no doubt about it. But, but you are missing when you're not here. Somebody is not getting a blessing from having your presence uh, with them, and you just, you just you you can't you you can't do what God has designed you to do if you're not in church. Keep your finger in Second Timothy. Go with me if you would to Hebrews chapter ten. That's a classic passage. It's probably way overworked, <laughs> but Hebrews chapter ten and verse twenty-five, where it talks about not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. But if, if you look with me, look with me beginning in verse 23, and it goes through our responsibilities to one another. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without, without wavering, for he is faithful that promise, because God's faithful, we should be. And, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsake, now this is all connected, okay? verse verse 25 is not a standalone. Before that, he says, listen, we need to to exhort one another and and, uh, we we need to provoke one another, loving the good works. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more, As you see the day approaching, the tendency today is let's go to church less, let's go not let's not go to church more because of the fact that we uh, our 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 schedules are so busy. God says uh, you ought to go to church every time the door is open. You ought to go to church because other folks need you. You ought to go to church because the day is approaching. In other words, Jesus is coming back, and all God's people said, (laughs) "I look forward to that." But in the meantime, it is so important that we be faithful. You know, one of the things I've, I've seen just across the board in, in churches across America, and I'm talking about good, strong, Bible-believing, independent Baptist churches like ours, I have seen overall, and you talk to any pastor, and just about most pastors will tell you this, that this is the case, Faithfulness in all of the services, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and anything else in between. Uh, faithfulness is, has not increased, it has dropped. Let me ask you something. You think churches overall of that variety today are stronger or weaker than they were, say, 20 years ago? Well, you don't have to answer. You know the answer, and I know the answer. One of the reasons why that is, is because faithfulness. And by the way, uh, if the faithfulness is wavering in public things, let me tell you, the faithfulness is also wavering in the private duties. If it's wavering publicly, it's also going to waver in the in the in the private duties. Second Timothy chapter two, and this is this is why faithfulness is so important. In verses one and two. He's instructing Timothy and he says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Do you notice what he did not account for? He didn't account for their intellect. He didn't account for their ability. He said, look at uh, if they're faithful, they can teach. <laughs> what's the what's the what's the uh, uh, what's the requirement for teaching someone else truth? Just be faithful yourself. And if the faithfulness falters, then this whole process breaks down. It's so important that a person be found faithful. Don't try to pass something on to someone else if you're not faithful yourself. And so when when Paul was telling Timothy to look for for people, to pass on truth, and and to to put and invest his time in, he said, listen, look for faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Um, You know, one of the questions we ought to ask ourselves, we ought to ask ourselves this question often. What if every church member at Freedom Baptist Church was just like me? What if they gave just like me? What if they witnessed just like me? What if they attended church services just like me? What if if they treated other people just like me? The Bible says we ought to be, and we are, an example in all that we do. Uh, are you, first of all, being faithful yourself in the things that God has given to you, and then secondly, if you are faithful, then who are you investing in? Are you investing in others that they might learn to be faithful as well? Um, you know, what are your what are your responsibilities before God? Uh, are you faithful in those responsibilities? What are your faith? What are your responsibilities to others? Are you faithful? Are you consistent in those responsibilities? Can you? Can you? When you're given a task, can you be trusted to carry that task out, or will that ball get dropped? Uh, are you? Are, are you regular in your prayer life? Are you regular? in your Bible reading? Are you regular in your church attendance? Are you regular in uh, speaking out and witnessing for Jesus Christ? Uh, When you're given a task to do, do you give it your best shot, Uh, even though maybe no one will check on you? In closing, take your Bibles and turn with me to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, and again, as I said, I I really think that Paul had a real special place in the heart, in his heart for the Philippian church. I think he loved all his churches. But you can just really see, in fact, one one of the themes of the book of Philippians is joy. And this was one of the prison epistles. And yet, though he was in prison when he wrote it, He was full of joy, and I think part of that joy, obviously, is because he loved the Lord, but also, too, because he loved the Philippian people. And he saw how they responded to the things that uh, he taught them of the Lord. And in Philippians chapter 1, in verse 27, he says this. He says, "...only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ." that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. You know what that is? That's faithfulness. That's just sticking with the stuff. Can that be said of you and I? Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, I thank you for tasks that you give to us and responsibilities that are well within our reach. You never said it's required of stewards that a man be found brilliant or that a man be found resourceful or that a man be found talented. Instead, you gave us something that all of us can attain. It's required of stewards that a man be found faithful. Lord, we need to take time this morning and just ask ourselves that very pointed question. Am I faithful? Am I faithful in those tasks that, Lord, that uh, you have given to me on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Can people rely upon me? When the church doors are open, am I there to be a blessing, to be a help? Uh, Father, when it comes to prayer, when someone has a need, do I do I make sure, do I not just say I'll pray for you, but I really do pray for that person? Lord, Lord, uh, we need to look at what we're doing with what you've given to us. Some of us are, have been given much. Some of us have been li- given little. Some of us have been given somewhere in between. But regardless of what we've been given, whether it be much or little, we all can be faithful. God, speak to our hearts this morning. Help. Uh, one of the things a faithful person does is makes commitments and then sticks by that commitment and fulfills it. Lord, may there be some commitments that are made to you this morning just to be faithful. And faithful in specific areas. Show to us the areas where we may be weak, we may be a little faltering when it comes to being faithful. And help us, God, in our faithfulness to direct it all toward you. Bless this invitation. Please have your will and have your way in each and every one of our hearts as you speak to us this morning. May we respond to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.